You're listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. Anthony is the co-founder of a $20 million per year annuity agency, president of Annuity Agents Alliance and Annuity Innovation Systems, co-founder of Safe Money Radio Marketing, and monthly contributor to ThinkAdvisor. Each week, Anthony and his partners at Annuity Agents Alliance update you on the annuity business with marketing, sales tools, sales process, and case design strategies. Before we get started, hit that like button and subscribe so you don't miss information that will help you build your annuity business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Annuity Agents Podcast. You have Anthony Owen here with Derek Easton. Uh, glad to be back. We've had a hiatus for a while, and uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention that Bill Broach uh, will no longer be a part of this uh, podcast as a regular attendee, but we will, of course, be having him as a guest. Um, Derek, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm thrilled and honored to join you. Obviously, huge huge shoes to fill. Uh, can't can't fill Bill's shoes, but. Uh, uh, really excited to join you, Anthony. Yeah, we'll we'll be missing him, but we'll try and get him back as much as possible. And uh, you know, today we're going to be going over some things. We're going to be going over a bonus program we have, uh, some concepts about uh, mentorship versus support, education versus selling, uh, the product updates, and then we'll be going into some uh, things that uh, shouldn't be do- happening in our industry, but they are. And uh, so we'll go ahead and get started with this. Uh, Derek, why don't we start off, just tell us a little bit about the tax relief expense reimbursement incentive. We have it going for 2022. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember about two years ago when, when COVID first hit and uh, could you imagine that, that two years later, if you had, if, if we had told us that we would still be talking about COVID, uh, I don't think anyone would, would really believe us, but Last year, 2021, we just saw a phenomenal year, and um, uh, we saw more agents cross the 1 million, 3 million, 5 million, and, and even 10 million um, production levels. Um, and we also saw sales of over 1 million increase threefold. So as part of that, we, we, we value all of our, our agent partnerships, and um, a part of that um, we want to we want to kick 2022 off with with a bang and and so what we do is is um, we have a, a reimbursement um, bonus if you will to really help out with with taxes so the qualification period is from January 1st to March 15th and what we will do is we give half of our override on all issued paid FIA annuity business up to a quarter percent so so typically it'll be 25 basis points. Uh, for for all business um, above the three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar minimum, so that is paid out um, on or about the end of April, and can really help with with taxes as as those come due on April fifteenth, and is really a, a something that that we like to do to say thank you to you guys and our agents, and and to really help you know kick twenty twenty two off and uh, get it off to a great start. Yeah, I and mean, we've been doing this. I don't know. I think we've been doing this for almost five years now, maybe six years. And you know, I just noticed that our partners are always stressing out around when taxes are due. You know, the taxes are getting higher, and uh, a lot of times we don't save enough for those. So this is a great way just to get a little boost and to take the edge off those tax bills. And 
Uh, once you hit that 350,000, it's totally retroactive. So we go back to dollar one on uh, FIA business and then uh, pay you part of our override. And it's a pretty big checks going out last year. So we're hoping to repeat that. Uh, we're off to a big start this year. I've already seen some uh, million dollar plus policies uh, sold, just ran an illustration for one today. So uh, hopefully we'll end up sending out a lot of checks. That is our goal. Uh, today, I want to start off, I want to talk a little bit about mentorship versus support. Uh, you know, at this point, I can say I've been in this business a long time. I started in the insurance industry back in 1995, getting manager uh, for a large insurance company, got tired of the corporate world and decided to start, decided to start a life insurance agency back in 2006. And, you know, did the same you know, Russian roulette, FMO roulette that everybody's done, you know, bounce from one FMO to another FMO. And they all tell you what they can do and rarely do they deliver. Um, but, you know, a lot of them would still supply me with support. You know, it's really hard to miss that bar. Although these days I even see that bar being missed. But, you know, when I look at support, I'm talking about, hey, if I call you and I need an illustration between nine and five, uh, then are you going to get me that illustration? Or if I turn in a piece of business, is it going to be processed in a timely manner? You know, are you competent? Are you accurate? Are you reasonably available within business hours? And, you know, today that kind of support uh, is the least we would expect, right? But sometimes we don't get it. But there's a big difference between support and mentorship. And when I look back to the beginning of this, you know, when we started transitioning from life insurance to annuities, uh, we, made the, we met this gentleman named Bill Broach and this other gentleman named David Townsend, and they owned annuity.com back in 2007. And after bouncing between about three or four different FMOs since the start of our agency, uh, we met those two guys and signed our annuity business with them. And the big reason behind that is because Bill and David were offering mentorship, not just support. Bill was about a $110 million annuity producer at the time. And he said, listen, I'll show you how I sell. I'll show you a fact finder purpose of money planning uh, process. And then I'll show you how to do direct marketing to get in front of customers for annuities. And going from having no process to speak of and cross-selling from life insurance and, you know, having some success, but, you know, not really killing it. Uh, we were really hungry for mentorship. Support to me is the easy bar. In fact, I can do my own support most of the time. And we did back in those days. But mentorship is really hard to find. And I think a lot of reasons why it's hard to find is because we either aren't looking or we're not ready for it, or we devalue uh, mentorship. And so I have a couple notes here on, you know, are you ready for mentorship? And what does that mean? Uh, so first of all, it's a mutually valued relationship. And I've always preached, you've heard me, if you listen to my content, you've heard me talk, you know, when you're looking at the vendors we work with or the insurance carriers we work with or our FMOs uh, or any of the partners that become part of our business, uh, they have to be mutually valued relationships. 
And one, that means that they bring value to you, but that also means that you value the value that they bring to you. And that's a big problem in our industry. I see agents that treat their FMO partners like servants. I see FMOs that treat their agents like service. I see agents treat their uh, lead vendors like servants or even necessary evils. They resent them because of the money they have to spend. And I've always found in this business that you have to circle yourself with uh, mutually valued relationships where you have the same level of respect for them that they have for you. And both of you are elevating each other. In other words, I want my partners to make money off me. And I do not want them to resent me whatsoever. I want them to find value in me and see that I'm helping them build their business. And then I want them to find value in me and help me build my business. So we have a mutually vested, vested interest. In order to find that, you have to find someone who's willing to mentor you, to willing to come alongside you and help you build your business. And then you have to find someone who has wisdom and competence, right? I mean, if they don't know how to help you, how are they gonna help you? And then they have to be able to demonstrate that mentorship by practicing what they preach. preach. There's a lot of people in this business that operate off a of theory. I mean, I can give you, you know, more than a couple handfuls of FMOs you can call right now, and they will immediately tell you they can help you, but they've never done what you do. And so that's a key factor in mentorship. But the question is, if you find mentorship, are you ready for it? Or do you put more value on support than you do mentorship? Are you looking at what you can get out of that relationship uh, and how much you can take advantage of it? Or are you looking for a true partner where you're helping someone build their business and then building your business? And, you know, this is a, kind of a theoretical uh, concept here. You know, we could argue back and forth on, you know, whether it's better to take advantage of your partnerships or to uh, have a mutually vested interest, but uh, I know from my experience, and and I strongly believe this, that my business is probably two or three, if not four times bigger today, maybe even ten times bigger today, than it would have been if I had been looking to take advantage of my relationships rather than to have mutually vested interests that helped each other uh, become more successful. Uh, and my evidence of that is, you know, all the dead soldiers I've seen along the way. I mean, at this point, we're looking at thousands of agents that I've worked with over the last decade. And the funny thing is they all seem to come around. I have agents that I worked with eight years ago, and they'll hit my website and ask for help as if we never even talked to each other. And that's a true sign that they never valued my partnership because they don't even remember my name or that they even had contracts with me. And guess what? When they make those inquiries, I see that they're at the same production level or worse than they were eight years ago when they were trying to take advantage of the relationship rather than looking for a meaningful partner. And I see that with FMOs too. F, you know, Derek talked about how we had a great year in 2020, despite its, its struggles. 
Um, but I saw FMOs uh, lose 70% of their business. And that showed that they didn't have relationships based on mutually vested interests, right? As soon as things got tough, everything fell apart. So I would encourage everybody, you know, if you're going to build this business, build a sustainable business, build one you can on, find people with confidence uh, and wisdom and competence and find people that have a mutually vested interest in your business and genuinely want to help you succeed. And then you become the person that wants to help that person succeed. Uh, I know for us, our culture is a culture of mentorship, not just support. And so if you're looking for that, that's what we provide. Uh, we're not here to take advantage of you. And we really don't want anybody to take advantage of us. We want to help each other uh, and raise the tide uh, for everybody. You know, one of the ways we do that, and uh, our partners know about this, is we focus a lot on sales process because, you know, marketing, as you've heard me say, is just an expense until you do something about it. And so if we don't teach you how to uh, close business and increase your case size and increase your closure rate, uh, then all we're teaching you to do is spend money. <laughs> and we're all trying to avoid uh, that cost as much as possible uh, and uh, getting a good return on our money. So sales process is key. And so as we move forward, bringing this podcast back after about a six month uh, lapse, trying to figure out how we were going to do this without Bill, uh, one of the things I'm going to be going back to is a lot of my old material. I've been doing this, these emails called Hello Partners and all of our contracted agents have been able to enjoy those over the years. Uh, well, I've kept all those. I have all the emails that I've sent out uh, for over a decade uh, coaching our agents on how to make best use of their marketing expenses and just general business coaching and sales tools and everything. So uh, that stuff doesn't get old. We're going to be going back to that. So I was able to pull one of those emails that I sent out back in November 21st, 2011. And it was in response to a, an agent I was working with. And uh, we won't mention any names, of course, but, uh, you know, he came to me uh, with uh, some pushback uh, on me trying to teach him how to do a full comprehensive fact finder based process, which is what my mentor, Bill Broach, taught me. And he said, you know, I don't really want to sell my clients. I just want to educate them. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, and I know none of you would want to not sell your client, you would just want to educate and you, that you would just want to educate him. Um, but I think a lot of us actually do that without intending uh, to, to do it. And so when it comes to selling, uh, educating is providing information. Selling is providing information with a compelling reason to act on that information. If you're not compelling people to act, then all you're doing is educating. And the problem with educating is that there's no end to it. I mean, when are you going to get your client to understand everything that you know? And when are you going to know everything you need to know? I mean, we're all in the process of learning, right? If you're in this business, you know it's perpetual. You know, I learn something new every single day and so do you. And so there's, it's, it's, a, it's a wild goose chase to think that you're going to be able to educate your client. So when you approach a sales 
conversation with your client, it's important to remind yourself that every piece of information that you give your client, every piece of information that you give your client should be there to compel that client to act. Well, how do you do that? Well, back in 2011, I outlined uh, the basic process that later became our five-step sales process. And I said, first, you have to find a problem. And you do that through fact-finding. Then you have to display a solution and solve that problem for the purpose of the money. Then you have to help the client understand the benefits uh, of the product that's providing that solution, not just the features. And then you have to help the client make a decision. Well, today that's very similar to our five-step sales process, a full comprehensive fact finder that you sell through, identifying the problems and the pain points and the things that would motivate a client uh, to make a change and the things that they're afraid of that will happen if they don't make a change, things like you know, running out of money before they die, spousal survivorship, long-term care, loss of principle, going backwards, all those different things. And then getting them emotionally compelled and compromised to where they physiologically are having a response that makes them wanna solve those problems. And then providing solutions to those problems, guaranteed solutions that they know that they can outlive. So when you're solving someone's problem, you're solving it on a permanent basis. You're not putting a Band-Aid on it by selling a client with $2 million of $100,000 annuity. And then you're telling the client how you came up with that solution. Uh, so you, the product just becomes an explanation of how you came up with the solution and the benefits that provide that solution. And then at that point, the close becomes automatic because if they've bought a problem and then they bought a solution, then there's nothing left to do but close. That's a big difference between that and explaining how an index works or trying to help a client understand the history of an insurance company or uh, you know, explaining the difference between risk-based assets and, and safe money assets. Uh, you can educate until you know, the end of your life and never sell anything if your process is, resolves around educating and not compelling people to act. So look at the notes there. You'll see some more content and things that I talked about in that, but that's something that all of us can remember to do. Make sure you are compelling. Make sure you are selling, not just educating. Uh, Derek, why don't we go into, um, tell them about the sales tool that we just came up with. This was really yeah, unique. Absolutely. Wow. First of all, that was a ton of amazing information. Uh, I hope everyone has downloaded the notes and following along with that because that is that is uh, gold in this industry that uh, education versus selling, mentorship versus support, um, things that, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of FMOs are actually providing uh, and certainly differentiates us from, from a lot of others out there. And so hopefully our, our agents are finding value to that. And what some of the things that we cover in this podcast are, are, are multifaceted, right? Not only are they, um, you know, sales ideas, but, but also, you know, mentorship like you hit on and uh, a lot of different, a lot of different uh, elements to being successful in this industry. One of those is sales tools. And so one that we came across um, 
in, in our experience, we're seeing that agents that are meeting with clients in person tend to have a little bit more success and, it, and it, at minimum are doing and closing business in fewer appointments. And so one way that uh, we recently came across that, that could help you to, to hold more in-person appointments is actually offered from the United States Postal Service. There's a link in our notes that will take you to uh, the USPS.com and allow you to order four uh, individual rapid antigen COVID-19 tests. Uh, it might provide uh, the, the client uh, a little bit of peace of mind knowing that you have a test that is negative for COVID that, that you could take them th that morning, right? Or that day that you're meeting with them. So really easy thing. It's, for, it's uh, just a, a basic information, name, uh, email address, and then your, your shipping address. And they'll ship out four individual rapid uh, antigen COVID-19 tests. Pretty cool thing. Uh, easy little sales tool, help you hold more in-person meetings. Yeah, one of our agents was actually just, he'll, he'll take the test and then he'll text them a picture of the results. Uh, so starting the relationship right from the beginning, telling them that, you know, basically they're looking out for them and protecting them. So I think that's a really smart thing to do. Yeah, really awesome. Uh, and again, hopefully gives the client a little bit more peace of mind knowing that they can come and meet with you in person. Um, some other sales ideas. Uh, recently, we came across a, a really good MIGA, a multi-year guaranteed annuity. Uh, somebody, as we see, um, you know, volatility in the market uh, here in, in January uh, 2022. You know, where where could somebody put some of their nest egg just just to earn you know a good interest rate? One one potential solution would be through Sagicor. Uh, really good rates, uh, some of the best that you're going to find, a five-year, uh, 100000 or more premium, uh, rates right now at 3%. Uh, really good rate, really competitive. Um, uh, three-year rates are also competitive, 2.3% on the three-year. Uh, so really, really good rates there. Uh, good, good, solid credit rating as well. Um, With liquidity yeah. too, 10% penalty free withdrawals. After yeah. Too. yeah, there you go. And then uh, uh, also we have Ocean View. Their um, their three years uh, got a pretty good rate on it at uh, two point four. A lot of people don't know about that carrier. It's, uh, yeah, A minus rated. Um, you know, pretty again, really competitive rate there on the three year term for for Ocean View. Um, so yeah, really another really good option. You know, and on these MIGAs, you know, sometimes you just have to take the easy path in front of your client. There's still tons of people out there with CDs. They're just looking for better yield. Maybe they don't have the, uh, the capacity or the aptitude or the desire to, you know, understand a more complex solution, uh, you know, like laddered inflation hedged income designs. They just, you know, have lazy money and they're sick and tired of receiving less than 1%. Uh, and then there's a lot of people out there that could tolerate a more complex design, but they need a simple entry into a relationship. So that, that MIGA, uh, and we use this a lot on our retire village drip system. So if you're one of our partners, you have access to a system that sends out emails every two weeks to all your clients. And uh, you can actually see uh, who responded to those emails, get a report, show you what websites they went to. Uh, this is a great what we call off-week drip uh, that you can send out letting people know about 
the rates for MIGAs. And we've had a lot of our partners sell a lot of business uh, through the process of just letting people know what MIGA rates are out there. Uh, so it's definitely an easy entry road in the conversation. Speaking of rates, uh, Cheryl Moore, we're going to repost her stuff. She has a lot of good uh, collections of uh, different things going on in the industry. And so part of this podcast process will be to uh, highlight them, talk about the ones that uh, we feel are worth in, worth having a, a comment on. But, you know, she posted one recently. I actually reshared this on my, on my uh, LinkedIn account. Uh, she said, this is not how indexed annuities should be positioned. Uh, what did you think of that post? I, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, you know, in her post, she says, remember that software that was showing an indexed annuity offering historical returns that average, you know, 12.89%. Uh, we see FMO email blasts all the time touting those kind of returns as well. And um, that's really not how a, a indexed annuities ought to be sold, right? It's, it's disingenuous. Uh, if you're relying just on that information to market indexed annuities, you're, you're, you're doing a disservice. Um, and, and we, we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, to, to fall victim to that, uh, you know, ourselves. So, uh, we, we just thought that was a really good post by Cheryl and, and, uh, she's a valued partner of ours and, um, thought it was a really great post. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's never a great idea to insult your audience. Right. But, um, she's never been afraid of doing that. <laughs> and, and, you know, honestly, this is such a, this is such a critical thing, right? I mean, you have to ask yourself, are you in this business to sell product or are you in this business to help people? And, you know, the best explanation I ever heard of an indexed annuity is that it's a, it's a higher than average chance to get a higher than average return without the risk of loss. And that to me really sums it up. You know, I mean, if our clients get four to 5% return, um, that, that is not only is that enough, but it's actually what they're going to get. I mean, is there going to be some outliers, but you know, over a 10 year period, you know, why on earth would we ever illustrate that someone's going to get double digit returns? I mean, if that were true, right? If that were true and our clients were going to get double digit returns or even high single digit returns, who would ever have their money in the market, right? Nobody, nobody would ever have their money in the market if that were true. And we know it's not true. And that's why, you know, a 23 year old doesn't have their money in annuities because it's not true. They're going to get double digit returns uh, on their indexed annuity what they're going to get is a better than average chance of a better than average return without the risk of loss. And for our demographic seniors, that is not only enough, it's more than enough. Because if they take a 40 or 50% loss, uh, in reality, that could end up being a 56% gain, right? I mean, if they don't experience the losses, then our meager returns are super important uh, in retirement planning. So, you know, let's keep it honest out there. That's uh, have integrity in the industry. That's not cause ourselves problems where we're drawing attention to ourselves in ways that we shouldn't draw attention to. I've been in meetings at very high levels uh, when I worked for insurance companies and also 
as the owner of an FMO. Uh, I know what the actuarial returns are that are being planned for, you know, carriers hoping to get about a 4% return and they're hoping to give the client about a 4% return. So uh, let's, let's not do stupid things by over-exaggerating our products. And that's, that's sell based on, once again, like we talked about, that's sell based on uh, compelling to people to act with uh, accurate information and using a, a process-based, purpose of money-based, fact-finder-based, problem-solving-based process. Uh, because if we do that, we won't need to exaggerate high returns to compel people to act. Uh, well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, Derek, thanks for joining me. We're going to have uh, other people join us, but um, Derek is part of the Annuity Agents Alliance crew, and you're going to get to listen to Richard and Paul and uh, Sean and our other partners too, and we'll have Bill Broach on again uh, when we can. And pretty soon we're going to be doing something with long-term care. We're going to make this long-term carrier. There's so many asset-based solutions out there. And so we're going to put a lot of attention on those in the beginning of the year, go over all the different products that are available and make sure you know how to position those. So uh, thanks once again, everybody. Great to be back on the air. Thank you, Derek. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Annuity Agents Podcast with Anthony Owen. For more information on how Annuity Agents Alliance will help you build your annuity business, go to annuityagentsalliance.com. If you're watching on YouTube, please do us a favor and don't forget to hit that like button. Also, don't forget to subscribe and ring that bell to be notified of future podcasts. If listening on a podcast channel, please leave your rating and review if you like the show. The information and opinions expressed here by third parties or guests are believed to be reliable, but the information cannot be verified or guaranteed by Annuity Agents Alliance. The opinions of guests do not necessarily represent those of Annuity Agents Alliance or its partners. The prior information does not represent tax, legal, or investment advice and is for licensed financial professional use only.